0: Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness-related topics through the lens of application. We want to give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed by knowledge. Now, on to the episode with your host, Coach Lisa. Hello, and welcome back to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. My name is Lisa. I'm your host, and in today's Monday Motivation episode, I'm going to read from the book, The Almanac of Naval Ravikant by Eric Jogensen. I have to admit, I had to look up what an almanac is. It's actually sort of a a diary or someone writing down the most important pointers in their year, in their life, and some lessons that they have learned. And Naval Ravikant is an investor and an entrepreneur, um, a very wise person, (laughs) obviously. So I'm going to start with one out of five quotes. The first one is, a happy person isn't someone who's happy all the time. It's someone who effortlessly interprets events in such a way that they don't lose their innate peace. I love that. I love that because first of all, it just means, hey, it's okay if you don't always feel happy. If you feel, you know, I think in general, like feeling happy, I'd rather aim for feeling content most of the time course, we experience the feeling of like a happy moment or, you know, something where we have a lot of uh, joy. But generally speaking, aiming for contentness is much more appropriate, in my opinion. Um, But even that person that is generally content is he's going to have or she's going to have events that happen to them that they don't like. But it's again, it's in their response that it manifests whether they maintain their inner peace or whether they don't. So a happy person is simply someone who can interpret events coming at them in such a way that they don't let the things that they can't change affect them, that they respond in such a way that they are content with their response. It's not a, you know, just an impulsive reaction. It's something that they think through and that enables them to maintain their innate peace. Quote number two, and this is actually a Buddhist saying, so nothing that Naval Ravikant came up with. Tension is who you think you should be. Relaxation is who you are. I'll say that again. Tension is who you think you should be. Relaxation is who you are. I had to think about that for a while, and I actually really think that's true, because most of the time when I I feel very tense. For me, tension usually manifests in my shoulders and my neck and just in general when I feel like anxious and overwhelmed It's so when I'm like, okay, I should be making more progress with XYZ. I should have had that done by now. I should be doing this right now. Whereas relaxation is, okay, you're here in the now. What is your next step? Who are you? without doing something because you are a human being not a human doing so who is that person in a state of relaxation what does that person want or think are they thinking already about the future again about their never-ending to-do list or are they able to just like absorb what's around them the smells the noise the sounds the how warm or cold the air is being or bathing in the joy of of their day, of their accomplishment already. So tension is who you think you should be. Relaxation is who you are. Next quote. The three big ones in life are wealth, health, and happiness. We pursue them in that order, but their importance is reverse. The big three ones in life are wealth, health, and happiness. We pursue them in that order, but their importance is reverse. It's so true, unfortunately, um, and I guess part of the reason might be because we have more energy, more drive when we're younger, so we feel like, okay, we need to hustle when we can, sacrificing our health and sacrificing our happiness. The sad thing is just that sometimes we don't get to that later stage in life where we think we can enjoy that peace and health and happiness. Because, I mean, our health deteriorates one way or another, even if it's not as rapid or not that rapid, or if you're not actually ill, it still deteriorates. And we think, okay, maybe the happiness will increase as we age, as we retire and so on. But even often that is not the case. Um, I had the pleasure of being able to spend half a year on my uncle's um, villa in Mallorca in the south, uh, an island that belongs to Spain in the Mediterranean Sea. And he has... Um, worked really hard for that villa there. It's a beautiful beautiful property. He rents it out sometimes. Sometimes he lives there. And anyway, he had uh, he's he's a chef. He owned three restaurants, very well running restaurants. He um inherited one of those from my grandparents, but he worked so hard in expanding and um yeah, in the end had three restaurants. But when I was staying at his finca is what they what they call a villa of that style, I guess, in Spain. And um, when I asked him, you know, are you um, are you now feeling like content and happy now that you have retired and you have what you always wanted, that property? And he said, well, yes, but first of all, I have herniated discs. So my dream was actually to be able to cultivate those vineyards here on the property myself. And I can't do that anymore. And um, I have actually ruined quite a few relationships that I've had, not To the least with my kids, because I basically missed them growing up. I yelled at so many people that worked for me because I didn't get enough sleep. I was overworked. And sure, I might have wealth now, but I don't have health and I only have semi-happiness. I do have some regrets. And that really stuck with me at the time also. Moving forward with our fourth quote, the hardest thing is not doing what you want it's knowing what you want. I absolutely agree with that. Of course, it's often hard doing what you want. You want weight loss, but then executing on it is very difficult. But most people don't even take the time to truly think about what they want. And weight loss is a superficial example, but I'm referring more to what do you actually want your life to look like? What do you actually imagine your perfect day to be? We're just about to wrap up our 30 day journaling challenge here. Um, And one of the journaling prompts was write out and imagine your perfect day. What would that look like from waking up until your head hits the pillow. And I wasn't talking about, you know, my dream vacation here and there, or like la la land, but more in the sense of like a perfect everyday scenario. What would that look like? And I got a lot of responses saying that was so tough. That was a really, really tough, um, exercise for my, um, yeah, I guess my imagination, and I, I think that's really, we, we know we have more potential. We know we want to change something about our body. We know we don't like our work, but what do we truly want? The point where most people fail on this is simply taking the time for stillness and getting or, like, letting letting your inner voice come up because it's not something that's going to scream. Sometimes it does. Yeah, sometimes, you you know, you have a job opportunity and then you take it and you're like, "Wow, this is so amazing! I love it! I didn't even know that that's what I wanted to do." Or you, you know, you you are put into certain circumstances where you might end up happy just by chance. But for most people, it's kind of like you go to a restaurant and you have. You're actually a little bit picky, but you're just like you go to any restaurant. You don't even know what they serve there. And you're like, yeah, just bring me whatever. Right. And then the universe just brings you whatever. And you're like, well, I didn't want that. This is not at all what I wanted. So if you can get clearer on what you actually want it's just so much more likely to actually turn out to be the way that you want. If you know what kind of cuisine you want, if you know if you want a starter or like an appetizer, a main or dessert, like all these things, it matters, right? So take time for introspection. Last quote, doctors won't make you healthy. Nutritionists won't make you slim. Teachers won't make you smart. Gurus won't make you calm, mentors won't make you rich, and trainers won't make you fit. Ultimately, you have to take responsibility, save yourself, responsibility for every aspect in your life. It might not be your fault, but it sure is your responsibility, especially how you react, where you are currently in life, many circumstances, many other people might have contributed to it, But it is still your responsibility, even your hormones, your genetics. It might not be fair, but it is your responsibility to deal with them accordingly. Thank you so much for listening. This was the Almanac of Naval Ravikant by Eric Jorgensen. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Monday, and I will speak to you soon. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode on social very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at nutrition, coaching, and life, or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com, where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.